This episode is proudly brought to you by Buttons Brewing. You are listening to Better Off Dad. Welcome to Better Off Dad. I'm here with, with Josh Roberts, the director of Buttons Brewing. He's the founder, he's the head honcho, the owner. Um, we'll ask him a little bit more about that shortly, but uh, most importantly, he's a dad. He's a, he's a father of two young children. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Josh. Thank you for having me. Yeah, mate. Um, how's, how's family life, mate? How's it all going with the, with the two little ones? Yeah, really good at the moment. Thank you. Yeah, we've got a um, five-year-old who's just started kinder this year, um, which is exciting for him and us. <laughs> Um, and we've got a, a one-year-old who's um, in daycare at the moment and spending a lot of time at home and just going through those that one-year-old phase, which is always, yeah, good fun. Always good fun, mate. How's the little one going with kindergarten? I've got a, uh, a little four-year-old that started this year. It's, it's taken a little while to, to find a feet, but she's, she's loving it at the moment. Yeah, really good. I mean, the, the kinder had, a, um, I guess, a pre-kinder program. So we, we yep. went there every Friday before they started. And just familiarised him with with the place and with the teachers and, and and the kids, and so he's just jumped in and has loved it. So they're pretty amazing, mate. The schools now. Mm. Um, I'm sure back when when we were kids, it was like just you know get dumped at school and, and the parents go and left just screaming there sort of thing. But now they've they've got all these processes in place to make these kids feel comfortable and everything. Mm. I know um, little Miller, our four year old, she was having a few tears at drop offs. And it sort of developed into a little bit of a habit more than yeah. anything. Like she was, she was quite happy going to school. Next minute, the teachers on the phone ringing my wife, and they're talking about different strategies moving forward and everything. It's 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 a pretty pretty amazing what they do now. They're really really hands on and involved now to make these kids comfortable. Yeah, that's they? right. And and we're really close. Like we're only probably five hundred meters down the road. Our school is so he's really comfortable yeah, nice. with where it is, and and he knows the kids there. So I think that makes a big difference, mate. How are you finding uh, that balance in life with uh, with with work and and family? and everything else um it's sort of changed over the last couple of years so i mean going right back to the start the reason we started the reason i started the the brewing business was when my son was born and you sort of have that yeah right like i was working full time as an agronomist like i did ag science at uni and i was working as an agronomist on the on the northwest coast of tassie and once my son was born you sort of just have that moment where you think life's too short like you just got to Yep. follow your dreams and um you know even uh way back at uni i even got um i got asked by this like vox pop thing in the in the local paper and they said what are you studying and i said ag science and what do you want to do blah 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 and then they said what's your dream job and i said to be a brewer <laughs> to have my own brewery yep, yep. brewing beer for tasmanians yeah, right. and that was back in 2008 so um Wow. It was obviously always in the back of my mind that I wanted to – that was my passion and it's what I wanted to do. So um, once he was born, I, um, yeah, I put the processes in place to, to follow that dream and that's that's been the – yeah, since then, that's what I've been doing. That's awesome, mate. Not many people can say that. Not many people can say, you know, they, they, they've uh, – what they've been asked, what they want to do and they end up doing yeah. it as a profession. Yeah, that's um, that must feel good. Yeah, it's good. I, mean, I think it ha- it helps that my passion was something that um, I guess is a growing industry. So, and there's nothing else yeah. really like it on where we are. So, you know, I was pretty lucky that once I started doing it, there was the sales behind it to back it financially, um, which was yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, there was some pretty tough times there early on. There was a, a lot of workload when I was doing it by myself. So. A lot of time away from home. How did it all start, mate? How was it? Uh, a bit of backyard brewing that sort of, uh, you know, gradually just kept evolving, kept growing. People were enjoying your product. How did yeah, it all start? Yeah, pretty much that. Like back 
backyard brewing that sort of scaled up and then it got to the, the stage where I thought, you know, everyone was telling me that I should be selling this stuff. So uh, I sort of looked into that and, you know, I got a, a bigger site and some, some more bigger equipment and it all just sort of snowballed from yep. there. The Buttons Brewing today, mate, is it is it how you uh, vision in your head how it was going to look or is it is it uh – is it more advanced than that? Is it uh, is it not there yet, um, or where, where do you? It's probably a little bit more advanced than what I ever thought it'd be. To be honest, like we, we've got, yeah, okay. um, we started the brewery in in our um, short street facility just in the back of the industrial state here in Alveston, and only about what was it between probably nine months into that, a site came up available, a retail site. So the plan was always to have some sort of bar. Or retail bar that we could sort of showcase our beers at but this place yep. was it's probably the best site in on the northwest it's a massive big sort of yeah. wharf um, precinct down on the river and um, so we, we took that on and um, now we've got a little brewery down there as well so it's probably it's probably a little bit bigger than what I ever imagined but it's certainly yeah I've certainly ticked off that <laughs> ticked off that um, bucket list. It's an amazing venue. It's an amazing venue. We're um we're often going there, meeting up with friends and, and going there. And it's it is a great spot. Mm. It must have been a little daunting moving into because it is a big venue. Yeah. Uh, right on the water, prime location. There must have been a few questions, uh, a few of the little voices in your head going to them. I jumped in a little bit too far here, or yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the sort of I'm, I'm a massive optimist, and my wife's a the pessimist, so. Um, and the voices yep. in my head was coming from her, <laughs> but um, <laughs> coming from home. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no. Look, looking back on it, it was massive. It was a massive undertaking to take yeah. on that site and to do what we've done. But looking back, like, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I think it's been really good. We we started off. We haven't spent a lot of money there. Being a council-owned building, it's sort of a lot of it's been, yeah, you know, sort of facilitated by the council. But um, no, I wouldn't. Wouldn't change it. Being the owner, what's your day to day role involved? So my my role now is basically just at the brewery, which is up at, in the industrial side of things, um, managing the brewing and the wholesale side of the business, which is yep. sort of yep. has um, increased significantly since we started. Um, so I've put managers on to manage the the wharf restaurant. So that's not really my part anymore. Um, but initially, when we first opened the wharf, I was I was doing everything down there. So I was, you know, I was closing most nights. I was working every Sunday, um, plus doing the brewing, and I still I still had my day job, my full time job in agronomy. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so right. um, okay. back in what was that? 2020, 2019, We opened um, December twenty nineteen, and I was working the full time job in agronomy so we had the brewery and then we opened the bar in december 2019 and then we had three months and then COVID hit <laughs> uh, um yeah. and then yep. yeah so that was that was pretty intense it must have been uh challenging with a young family mate yes um yeah did you have have oh well you wouldn't have had you just had the just one, had the one, the one then. then around that time yeah okay yep yep so yeah but still Demanding times, yeah, right? very Any time. demanding times. That kids. was yeah. Like that. yeah, that was too much. I got, I, I burnt out a couple of times during that yep. period. So I realised yep. basically once we reopened in July of 2020, I sort of realised that I'm going to have to, um, yeah, give up the day job in agronomy. 
and focus on the yep. business. And it was yeah soon after that that um, the next one came along. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and we've had another guest talk about it before. I guess with a new venture starting, you're so yeah, there's a lot of excitement. The, the adrenaline's yeah. running, and you want to, I suppose, put your touch on absolutely everything. And I suppose it'd be hard to to share the load a bit because you you want it done exactly. your way. Did you did you find that was the biggest challenge? Yeah, at the that start? was a massive challenge. Yeah, so trusting staff and and finding the right staff to yep. um, you know, see your vision the way that you were seeing it was a massive challenge. Um, in fact, it's, it probably took twelve months to find the right staff to um, who could really see that vision. Um, and uh, yeah, manage the business the way I wanted it to be managed. Yep. What about now, mate? Do you do you, how involved do you say with um, decisions that are made at the pub? At the, you know, do you leave that to the staff there, or you do you like to sort of uh, have the final tick for a lot of things like I that? I like to leave it um, in their hands. Yeah. So we, we, I've got yeah. a um, yeah. a venue manager down there and a head chef that I like to yeah make sure I, I try and stay out of it and, and let them run it the way they want to run it. Um, we still look at the I guess the the bigger picture and financials, yep. yeah. In, in terms of day to day running, yeah, they they sort of took take on that role. How family friendly are the hours that you're doing now? Like, are you uh, able to sort of, uh, yeah, work that in with? Yeah, with definitely. Uh, it was pretty much when my second was born, our little girl. That was in October, um, twenty twenty one. So, pretty much once she was born, I knew that I had to step away quite a lot and that's when we put more managers on down at the wharf yeah. so yeah nowadays i'm only working eight till five monday to friday so it's yep. yeah oh, very fr- family friendly so yeah i know i need to be home to look after help, help look after two kids it's a, it's a it's a lot of work you mentioned family friendly there one of the things uh that i think Buttons Brewing is so appealing. It's got a bit of everything for for different clientele, you know. Like it's, you know, I haven't been there on the Friday night knockoff drinks and whatever like that. But I'm sure that you you get a different crowd there than you do on the Sunday afternoons. I've been there on the Sundays, um, meeting friends with with other young kids and things like that. So we've gone there for a few beers and lunch and things like that. And it's a really family family friendly environment. But I can also imagine it being a good venue going there for knockoff drinks and probably kicking on a little bit later that night with a bit of live music. Yep. Is that something that uh, was really important to you to to create that? That bit of a mix, so you know you could go there with young kids, or you could go there with your mates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, when we first opened that place, it, the reason why I wanted to create a place like what we did was because there was nothing like that in Alveston or even on the northwest, really. Like for us, me and my wife and a, and a little kid, like there was not you, you can't go to a one of the main chain pubs, you know, because it's just full of gambling no, and no, that's right. you're probably going to get in the fights. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so <laughs> we wanted to create somewhere that is family friendly that's, you know, somewhere you can just go for a drink and relax and and also have that obviously nighttime live music sort of vibe yeah. that, that a lot of yep. the other single people or, or even elderly people want to be a part of is it is it a venue that you want to be around or i'd say on the weekends if you've got babysitters or something do you, do you and the wife go out there and uh <laughs> go for a couple of drinks there or do you want to just stay completely um, clear of the place? <laughs> that's funny uh, <laughs> we, we go there we, we when we usually go there we go there for a lunch on a sunday or something like that with the kids um we yeah yep. we don't really have any time without the kids we'd like to think that if we didn't have the kids that's somewhere that we'd like to go for sure tell us a little bit about uh the name of buttons. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested too in the in the branding. Um, we were sitting around having a couple of buttons beers over Easter with a couple of mates, and we all said the same thing. 
the branding is really it, it's quite striking. It really catches your eye. Like if you go into the bottle shop and there's, as you know, there's a lot of different craft beers <laughs> in that fridge now. Yeah, and a lot of different brands and there's a lot of different labels. But it really catches your eye. That, that was obviously something um, strategic, or is it something that sort of came about with just the name being? Um, it was funny, like where I live, um, where our house is, is on Buttons Creek. So Buttons Creek right. yep. runs back yep. behind our property and goes all the way out to the beach, which is Buttons Beach. So that's the main beach, you know, obviously where the surf club is. So it's a- yep. In fact, our house is uh, one of the first houses in Olveston and it's one of the, um, I guess, what's the word? The, um, I guess, the first, first title owner was a Buttons. Yeah, so, right, okay. um, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah right. he was uh, one, one of the one of the first people to, I guess, um, settle in this area of Olveston. So it's a it's a main geographic yep. thing about Buttons in Olveston. Like if you say Buttons in Olveston, yep. most people know what you're talking about. So that's the reason. It just came to me one day, like I had been homebrewing here for probably near 10 years before I came up with it. And, you know, you sort of just look at Buttons Creek, you got Buttons Avenue, which runs down to Buttons Beach. It, it all just sort of came to me. I thought, man, that's a, that's a great right idea for a beer. You could have each button a different yeah. color and yep. that was the yep. reason. And all the label design and marketing and everything has just been done by me, basically just on the computer. It just works. It, yep. it works. When you talk about your home, one thing I was going to ask you, I'm sure um, – I'm guessing when the mates come around for a few beers, mate, they're not bringing too many. They're going to think, oh, Josh is going to supply the Pretty beer, Pretty much, surely. yeah. Every, every um, <laughs> Christmas do or family get-together, it's always, um, yeah, Josh is bringing the beers. <laughs> Josh is bringing the beers. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to get the others to bring the whiskey or yeah, something like that, mate. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you got it. There's a bit of bartering there, surely. Mate, um, on your social media posts, uh, I'm not sure how involved you are with that, but it always looks like you're having fun. It looks, like, you know, it looks like you're experimenting. I'm, I'm not saying it's not hard work, but I mean, it looks like you're always experimenting with different flavors for your beer. Is it still as fun as it was when it first started? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the the thing I love about the brewing side. You know, it's it's always something different every day. I mean, even yesterday we were cutting passion fruits and and having passion fruits and add yeah, them to a sour beer. Um, you know, we're doing another red IPA tomorrow that we've never done before. So, yeah, the brewing side, it's always fun, always something different, especially when you're using fruit. It's always a good fun. And How does that all come about? Is that something like you, you just uh, have something in your head and say, oh, this would be fun to try or you're, are you inspired by other different brewing techniques? Or yeah, how does we that certainly all come about? pay a lot of attention to um, a lot of other – I guess breweries on on the social medias and see what they're doing and see what's working well and yep. getting a lot of attention. So I mean, fruit fruit at the moment and sour beers is is pretty up there in terms of yeah. um, attention and a, a lot of barrel aging stuff. So we've got that coming up as well. But yeah, it, it, I guess when you're dealing with a lot of wholesale stuff, there's a lot of paperwork, um, chasing up payments and deliveries and all that so the brewing side of things <laughs> certainly makes it yeah it's a bit like uh we've talked about this on this podcast a bit before with um social media it's just it's a highlight pretty really, much it? so you, you sort of see that on there and you think uh gee that must be fun They're yeah i, I don't and, put stories uh, up about um <laughs> chasing up payments <laughs> on zero right <laughs> <laughs> nah. um so the future of buttons. Where do you where do you see it? Do you have like a um, a big picture in mind, or are you just sort of uh, taking as it comes? Like, do you, would you ever look at expanding buttons else somewhere else? So yeah. our plan at the moment is mainly to um, increase our increase our capacity, basically. So 
Our yep. plan is to um, double our capacity at our Short Street facility. So that's because at the moment we're sort of it's it's a bit of a balancing act between keeping up stock for the bar and making sure in, yeah. we've got stock for the wholesale market. And at the moment we're yep. either yep. sold out of the wholesale stuff or we're sold out at the bar, which is a, just a massive pain. Yeah, so right. we're in the process process of increasing our capacity over the next, I guess, six months. Hopefully that'll make sure that the bar's always stocked so that we can, um, yeah, make sure, I guess, we can can more to keep our wholesale side um, stocked up. So that that's probably the main change that we're going to make over the next six months is just to increase capacity because yep. we've got a lot of more, a lot new customers coming on on the wholesale market. You'll probably start to see buttons in a fair few more bottle shops around the state. That's probably the big change that we, yeah, we're looking okay. at. Um, mate, we, we talked about um, before about your wife and yourself not getting a lot of time with young kids mm-hmm. and, and I'm in the same boat. It, it is really tricky. It's really tricky, but it's also important to um, work on your relationship as parents, isn't it? You know, and, and as, Do you find time out for the two of you? Not very often. No. No, we don't. Yep. Um, yep. We, we're, we sort of see a lot of other couples with um, grandparents that are pretty close by that can take on kids for a night here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of our grandparents yep. are, are an hour away, which makes it a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, we still do try and do that, um, but with a one-year-old, it's always pretty tricky. Um, so, it no, we don't, we don't get a lot of time to ourselves. We're, we're looking forward to probably when the one-year-old gets a little bit older and can start to do some nights away with the grandparents, we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, do a bit more of that. So whereabouts did you grow up, mate? Where, uh, where? So I grew up in, uh, I guess, well, I grew up in Prospect in yeah, okay. near Launceston yeah, right. and then um, we moved out yep. towards Hadspen uh, when I was a teenager and then I went down to Hobart to do uni. So growing up, mate, um, with your upbringing, how has that sort of influenced how you parent? Has that had a, um, a big influence on in the way you Yeah, you definitely. Things, I had so. a great upbringing. Yeah, wonderful parents. So I um I know that having fun at home is a you know, major thing that I remember as a kid. So yep. um, having a lot of holidays, yep. even if they're just weekends away, an hour away, like yeah. it's, a, it's something that sticks with you for a long time. So that's something I love to do. What are your favourite things? What, what's your favourite thing about being a dad? Oh, good question. I'm glad you said that, Josh, because I don't, I don't have too many. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's probably your favourite thing. I don't know. It's probably just the simple things, you know. Like, it's probably just when you do something with your son or your daughter and they just, you see the smile, you know, like, it's it's never fake. Like, when a kid smiles, they mean it. So, yeah. um, yep. Yep. you know, doing anything that makes them smile, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, the most genuine people <laughs> yeah, that's right. kids, aren't they? they uh, there's, no, there's no guessing uh, what no, they're exactly. up to, so yep. that's for sure. What are the most challenging parts you're finding? Um, it's probably always been the business um, and balancing that. Yeah, you know, yep. Um, yep. There's always times where you um, you have to go out on a weekend or all this and that. And I mean, back back when I first started, when my son was probably only about two or three, when we first opened the wharf, I was had to yep. go. I was you know I was leaving every night to to close the bar yeah. or every Sunday and. You know, he'd be saying, "Oh, Dad, don't leave," and you know that that was really hard. It is. I think that's probably yeah. I, I agree with one hundred percent. It is the, the biggest challenge is finding that yep. that balance. You know, I, I'm sort of uh, and being in the moment sometimes. 
with the kids as well. Yeah, and sometimes you're always you're thinking of, about what, from work what's and, going on. Emails yeah. are big and through. Yeah, you yep. get home. Yep, yep. My uh, yeah, my wife's uh, big and you're, yep. you're somewhere else at the moment. I might be getting home from work or something, and um, and the kids are playing, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting home, and I want to spend time with them, but. You do. You just find your mind wandering a little bit, and it might be to an email or something that happened in the last ten minutes at work yep. or something like that. And I think we're all in the same boat as dads, mate. I think that is, and, you know, as parents, mums, and dads. That's that's often the uh, the biggest yep. challenge, I think, isn't it? So it's you know, I sort of um, something I've sort of really worked at and tr- tr- still trying to get better at is, is being in the moment a bit more with the kids. You know, when you do have that time with them, and it's uh, no, it's not always sure. easy, mate. What about um, so being being a, a dad with um, a young, you know, you're a young dad with a young family who has started a successful business up from scratch. Have you, would you have any advice to any other dads who are probably um, looking, you know, wanting to do something something similar? Uh, any advice, like for starting? Yeah, out? for sure. My um, main advice would be um, to make sure you get help. Like, make sure you um, surround yourself with good people. You know, um, it's hard yep. to do by yep. yourself. Uh, you know, obviously, it's cheaper to do to do it all by yourself. Yeah, my main advice yep. would be to get help, especially um, in terms of things like accounting and and bookkeeping and all that sort of stuff. And make sure you're making money where you should be making money, and and get help that way. Would yep. be my advice. I was an agronomist. I had no business background at all. I just <laughs> went into it. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I, ask you about that. Yeah. So, h- how did you did you? Yeah, learn me on the run, learn the hard way. <laughs> you you realise pretty quickly what sort of help you need, and the more help you've got, the easier it is for sure. COVID protocols seem to be yep. easing a bit, um, just sort of nationwide at the moment. Um, as a business owner, first and f- foremost, um, must be great news for you. Um, I'm sure you've had your challenges with yep. the staff. Uh, how challenges has that been? In the yeah, business? it has been. Yeah, you sort of have, um, especially when a head chef goes off and all the close contacts are basically all the other chefs. Um, that, yeah. That's been um, yeah. yeah, pretty difficult. So we've had a few weeks here and there that we've had a few staff off, which has been pretty tricky. But um, now it's it's sort of getting to the stage where everyone's had it, so sort of yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of feels like it's starting to to sort of go a little bit the other way. What about um, mate with the first with the lockdowns and everything like that? That must have been really challenging having to to close the pub for that period of time, and obviously then all the um, the different restrictions came in with masks oh. and everything. I'm sure I'm sure uh, the numbers were dropping off around that time. Uh, it sort of got to the point where you just. I know, I know. We were, we just didn't want to mm. go out anywhere, and and you know, and and then the idea, I guess, of going to a um, going to a pub or something and having to wear your mask, and it just, you know, I, speaking for myself, it just wasn't no. it wasn't appealing at all. You know, it wasn't something that so it must you must have really noticed that that downturn around that period. It must be yeah, it's funny. Time. Like the, the initial lockdown that we had back in March 2020, that was obviously pretty major, and we sort of had to pivot a lot of our business to wholesale and sell a lot of cans because the bottle shops was too open, yep. um, which probably wasn't a bad yep. thing because we probably increased our a lot of our um, wholesale sales that way. The uh, recent uh, restrictions around masks and that, we actually didn't see any decrease in, in um, yeah, wow. yeah, patrons yeah, right. or anything. Yeah, okay. It was surprising. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was me, me too. Like, <laughs> I, I was the same. I, I thought I don't want to have to um, go out with a mask. Um, I guess a yeah. lot of people, you get in there with a the mask on as soon as you order a beer, you can take it off. And so I think a lot yeah, of people, yep, yeah, yep. we didn't see a downturn, to be honest. So um, that, w- yeah, that was fine. That's great. Um, the vaccination mandates, we lost a couple of staff due to that. 
just because they were yep. weren't yep. happy to yep. get vaxxed. Um, but apart from that, no, it hasn't been too bad, to be honest. No, well, that's that's good because it, yeah, it obviously affected a lot of different mm. places and whatever. But um, I suppose one of the things with your venue as well, uh, because it is such a, a bigger venue, you probably you know that social distancing was probably something that was more achievable than than going into a little uh, yep. corner pub that was shoulder to shoulder in. Yeah, so exactly. Like as well? even with the restrictions, we could still have 120 people in our venue. So which yeah. we still got pretty much once we opened back in. What was that, July twenty twenty? Ever since then we've been booked out every Friday. So it's um it hasn't been too bad. You and the business big supporter of, of local mm-hmm. music as well, which which I love, you know. Um there's not a lot of venues now. Well, there's not a lot of venues that you can go to, say, like I said, on a Sunday afternoon, um, listen to a bit of, you know, live music, acoustic music, whatever whatever's on, you know, in that afternoon and that yep. you can take the kids to. Yeah, you know, I know I know there's other pubs that have have live music scene still up and going, but when you know when you're when you're a dad with a young family, I, I loved going somewhere and having a beer and having a bite to eat, and the kids running around with a bit of music going. There's not a lot of options to be able to do that, and and Buttons is one of those places. So that that must be something that um, you're obviously yeah yeah. Like I said before, it's just something that um, me and my wife wanted. You know, something somewhere that we would like to go. So yep. live music's always been a big thing for the Friday night, definitely, and then the Sunday afternoon is pretty much since we started. We we started doing that, and it's been going ever since. And we we see heaps of families come in with kids. Um, you know, you just get a bowl of chips or something, and they just run around, and the the, the mum and yeah. dad can have a wine yeah. or a beer, and you know, sit out on the deck, and yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah, something that we've always wanted to do. So, anything upcoming that uh, that you'd like to plug, mate? Any, any? any uh, I know you've actually you've just had a big, uh, big event. Yeah, Can we had a big a um, Easter Sunday event. We um, invited a fair few food food vans and a few other um, alcohol stalls along to, and had some live music. Um, that was awesome, massive event. So, I think we had um, yeah, well over a thousand people wow. through. So that was awesome. So that's something you'll look. Yeah, to I think we'll definitely do that again next next Easter Saturday. Um, we've got another one coming up in July, which is our dark our dark event, which is called um, Dark Roast. So that's that's the next one yeah, that's right. coming up that we'll have. Um, yeah, a lot of smoked meats and dark beers and. You know, fires and all that sort yeah, of thing. Nice. So that'll be the next oh, one that we're yeah, planning. Right. Oh, that's something that's certainly keep an eye on that one, mate. What about any new beers? Any new uh, interesting brews? Yeah, well, we've got the, the like I mentioned, the passion for its hour. Um, we've got a red IPA in the tank. We're lucky enough to get a stall at um, Gabs. Do you know about Gabs, the Great Australian Beer Spectacular? No, it's a I don't. Massive beer festival uh, in I Melbourne in May. So. Um, we're heading on, oh, awesome. head, heading yeah, on right. to that, so we're probably going to take the Passion Fruit Sour and the Red IPA to that, as long as our um, fresh hop uh, wheat beer as well. Good luck with that, mate, um, and, and good luck with everything, Josh. We, we want this podcast, you know, we've had a lot of sporting dads and things like that, and we've had a few, you know, we had a musician, we had a few different backgrounds coming on, but, you know, we really wanted to get you on today as a, as a young dad with a... A business you have started from scratch, a successful business that, that people on the northwest coast, you know, people in Tasmania are really proud of, I think, as well. So congratulations on that. Um, we wish you all the best um, to you and oh, you and your family. Thank you very much. Might run into you one day and buttons for a beer <laughs> one day good. along the way. I really appreciate the chat. Good Cheers, on you. Mate. Thanks, Josh. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and leave a review. Please be nice. Thank you for listening. Too bad off that.